0: Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, and as you're turning there, uh, also turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, put your finger there, we'll get there later on. Um, And as you're turning, uh, we have a couple pictures, and the guys are up there fishing, a bunch of the guys are fishing, and then uh, Pastor Dan is enjoying his casual Sunday. And uh, so they're having a great time, and the Lord's blessing them, and fishing is good. So uh, just, it's great. It was, it was funny, because this morning, um, I have prayer at 8 o'clock in the morning with a bunch of the guys, and they come in and pray with me and for me, and every one of my guys in prayer are on vacation. So, <laughs> so I prayed myself. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you at Acts chapter 2? All right, well, good, if you are, because uh, we're not going to read it yet. But today, I want to restore truth in your life. How many of you know that the enemy is wanting to rip off truth? Because the Bible says the truth will set you free. We began a series and called it Proclaiming Your Future, and we found out how important our words are that our words are vital, our words are important. And for us to recognize this is vital, and especially with what I'm going to be talking about, we're going to talk about heaven's language, words that are coming out of our mouth that are from heaven. We're discovering how to speak words of life with our mouth, because life and death are in the power of the tongue. Last week we talked about this, it's very important, submitting our tongues to the Holy Spirit. Today, we're going to talk about heaven's language. When you submit your tongue, when you submit your mouth to God, then heaven's language will begin to pour out. And what it is called is praying in the Spirit. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about literally what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit, because this is my premise, this is why I put this whole part together in proclaiming your future, is this biblical truth has so much controversy about it. And my question to you is this, think about it with me, and this was was my thought process as I uh, put the scriptures together and, and our thoughts together for today. Why is there so much controversy about heaven's language? Because if it's heaven's language, it should be good. And here's the reason. If you were the devil, and I know you're not, if there was such a thing as a heavenly language, perfect words out of your mouth, wouldn't you create controversy? The devil knows the power of this language The devil knows the power of what you say, but he also really knows the power of this language because the devil literally was created and was in heaven. And so he knows what this language does. And let me just say this to you, this language is given to everybody that is born again, Truth is being restored to the church, and it began with the Reformation. I'm going to give you a history lesson. I love history, and so I'm going to show you how that the enemy, this battle throughout history of mankind, the devil would come in and try to bring controversy, bring problems, but then God would bring reformation. God would uh, bring truth back into the people, you see in the Old Testament. But now let's talk about the Holy Spirit and this heavenly language. There were, after Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit was given and this heavenly language was given, there became dark ages for hundreds of years in the church. What created these dark ages, the number one reason, is the church took the Bible out of the hands of people. There was a time frame where all the leaders decided, well, you know what, we're just going to teach because there's so many types of doctrines out there. We're going to remove all the scripture and we're just going to teach from our pulpits. We're going to teach from the places that we teach. And what happened was that the word of God got out of people's hearts, which then, was not spoken out of their mouths. And and we call it in history, spiritual history, we call it the Dark Ages. But the Reformation began after the Dark Ages. Listen to the date, October 31st in 1517. Isn't it interesting, Halloween's October 31st. And this Reformation happened where a man named Martin Luther posted on the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany, in 1517, the 95 Thesis. In other words, 95 reformations of what was being taught in the Dark Ages. And the first truth that was restored to the church that we always hear about was justification by faith that you receive Christ through faith in him. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works. So in the dark ages, they would tell people, in order for you to be saved, you had to give so much, you had to do so much, and now Martin Luther posted the word of God, and that's when the restoration of the word of God began to take place in our world. Since that time, there have been many truths restored. Notice, though, all the truths being restored have always been true. It's always been there. But through lack of the word of God, they were lost. Another truth being restored in the church, especially beginning in the 1900s, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now this truth also speaks of a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. For someone to hear you are God's daily delight, if the word of God is not in you, that really flips you out. Well, how does that happen? Because I don't see God. I, you know, I'm not walking hand to hand with God. But this truth began to be restored about the Holy Spirit and what he gives in the 1900s. There was a revival that began it called the Azusa Street Revival. Literally, they uh, ascertained that that's when it began. I believe it began three years before that because there was a group of men and women that joined together and began to pray, and they began to pray, were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they began to pray hours and hours and days and days in tongues. And then the Azusa Street Revival took place. 1948, there was another move of the Holy Spirit bringing this truth, and it's called the Ladder Rain when the latter rain took place in 1948. This was a few years after the conclusion of World War II, when there was such chaos in the world, and people began to pray, and again, the Holy Spirit moved, and the truth of the Holy Spirit began to be unveiled. And then you find uh, in the late 50s and the 60s, rebellion and all the different things, and so people backed away from the Word of God, and things began to falter a little bit, but in the 1970s, then the charismatic movement took place. And now, what we find in today's day, in the last three to four years, there is another move of God, and this move is worldwide. This move is happening in many, many countries. I've been invited, I have not said yes I would go, and I probably won't. I've been invited to go to four different countries, Uh, to speak at these revivals, but I didn't sense the Lord uh, calling me to do that. I sense the Lord calling me to be here and making sure it happens here in, in in Valley Community and the areas that we minister. So again, with the truth of the Holy Spirit being restored, if you were the devil, would you create controversy about this subject? Of course you would. You see, when the Holy Spirit was was uh, poured out in Acts chapter two, 3,000 people got saved. The next day, the Holy Spirit was poured out in in a message that was given, and 5,000 got saved. So as the truth of the Holy Spirit began to unfold, what began to take place and was talked about throughout the book of Acts and the epistles, it's a personal prayer language was revealed again. A personal prayer language, it is where your spirit can pray to God. It's part of the armor of God also, and it builds you up and it strengthens you. The book of Jude talks about that. So again, here it is. We're talking about being strengthened. We're talking about being built up. We're talking about healings. We're talking about uh, literally salvations all over the place. Again, if you were the devil and you were opposite of God, would you develop controversy around this truth? Of course you would. And that's why, church family, let's see what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Because it really doesn't matter what someone told you. It really doesn't matter what you have thought about it, but you haven't gotten a word about it. It really doesn't matter. It matters what the Bible says, amen? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you on a journey. We're talking about the importance of our word. We're talking about proclaiming our future. We're talking about there's life and death and the power of our tongue. Now we're going to see that God gave us an amazing gift to be able to destroy the works of the enemy and to build the kingdom of God. And it's through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, now Pentecost means 50th, or it was the 50th day after Passover feast. They were all with one accord in one place, speaking of the 120. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, different, notices, different or diverse types of tongues, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled, the 120, with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, remember last week, remember we read the scripture? where Moses was complaining and concerned and nervous and walking in fear. And he told God, he said, God, I, I, I'm not eloquent of speech. I, I, I can't do this, what you're asking me. And remember what uh, God told Moses? We found that in Exodus 4, verse 11 and 12. So the Lord said to him, "'Who has made man's mouth? "'Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? "'Have not I the Lord?' Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. This is the Old Covenant. This is the Old Testament. But what did that mean in the New Testament? I'm saying to you, and the Bible says to us, what it means is the Holy Spirit came down, and literally now we have the Holy Spirit living inside us because we're born again, but then we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, And part of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is the evidence of speaking in tongues that is talked about all through the Bible. So the 120 Jews in Acts 2 were in an upper room and they have been praying for 10 days. And Jesus told them, make sure you don't leave Jerusalem until you get this. Why? Because when you get this, you're going to have the power that you need for life. So when the Holy Spirit comes, they begin to speak in tongues. A lot of controversy about the subject of the Holy Spirit. Later, Peter takes some Jews with him and begins to preach to the Gentiles, and the Holy Spirit gives them a vision. Remember the vision? That it's for everybody. In Acts 10:44. while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Notice, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. How did they know that they were magnifying God? Well, we're going to find out about these tongues. So let me be very clear what the gift of the Holy Spirit was and is. All right, everyone listen to this. I'm giving you a lot of information, but now hear this and hear this well. The gift of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, not tongues. Let me give you an explanation so you understand what the Bible is saying and what I'm trying to explain. If I was to give someone a watch... I wouldn't give them just the second hand. I would give them the whole watch. Because if I gave you the whole watch, included with the whole watch, the second hand is included. Or, me saying, you know what, why don't you come on over here to my office, I got a brand new pair of shoes for you. I wouldn't just give you the tongue, I would give you the whole shoe the whole pair of shoes, that includes the tongue. Now let's go on, because I'm going to explain this. I'm kind of tearing this controversy apart and throwing it in the trash can and really beginning to give you the truth of the word of God. Now years later, Paul goes to Ephesus and finds some believers, uh, and they're believers in Jesus, they're born again. And we're going to look at the scripture later. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you received Christ? And they answered, we haven't even heard about the Holy Spirit. Remember the Dark Ages? Acts 19.6 says, and when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So years later, after Acts chapter 2, They spoke with tongues and prophesied. See, a lot of people teach that the tongues were only for that day of Acts chapter two. But what we're finding in Scripture, it happened later on. So let me give you some truths regarding the Holy Spirit and what is is given to us through the Holy Spirit. It is a language. There is a language given, Acts two, five and six. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, watch this, from every nation under heaven. Remember, they spoke in tongues, and they saw that they glorified God. How did they know that if tongues aren't understood? And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. So what we find now, Scripture's telling us, in the first initial time with the Holy Spirit is that they spoke with tongues and they were tongues that were of the languages of the day and also we're gonna see a heavenly language that is not understood. So the 120 were speaking in tongues but some devout Jews heard them speak in their language. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says this. Though I speak with tongues, the word tongues is glossolalia in the Greek, or the language. So it could say, though I speak with the language of men and of angels. You see that? But have not love, I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbal. It says the tongues of men and of angels. Is it possible the tongue is a language of heaven? Yes it is, very possible. Paul is saying I speak in tongues and it's a language spoken by men and of angels. So let's let's keep building on this. Since tongues is a language, let's ask some questions. Here it is. When a child begins to speak a language, English, Spanish, Italian, does he speak it fluently the first day? No. Does he speak it perfectly? No. I'm 61, I still don't speak it perfectly. I understand that, I admit that. Is his enunciation correct the first day? No. Does he or she have a full vocabulary the first day? Absolutely not. You see, even many of you here have a second language. Did you speak your second language fluently the first day? Of course not. What did you do? You learned. The answer is no, you learned it. What I'm getting to is there are some myths about tongues we need to correct. First, is when you get tongues, you speak it fluently, it's perfect, and you have a full vocabulary. No, you don't, it's a language you learn. Because most of us, and we'll say this more later on, most of us, most of our prayers are soulish prayers. Which, hear me out, soulish prayers are good. I'd rather you pray anyway to get to God, amen? But here, here's what I'm saying is most of us pray with soulless prayers, but isn't it interesting that God promised Moses and in the new covenant he gave us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit filled their mouth and they spoke in tongues. It's what God wants to do. God wants you to succeed in every area of your life, not just with words that you know by watching your words that we've been talking about, but also recognizing that you have been given a gift, and the gift is the Holy Spirit, and from that, the Holy Spirit has given you a language that you can use in prayer, and you can do mighty things with that prayer. But it's because the enemy has brought controversy Many people struggle. And, and also remember, I said last week and the week before, is that sometimes because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, some people struggle with it. I did. It's because of our mouth. You can't speak blessings and cursings out of the same, as the Bible says, it literally translated, whole. <laughs> Amen. Now, I was raised in a great family, German and we had a great family and and but my my great family smart talented successful you know athletic you name it all you know loving family all the different things but my family would cuss every other, every other word my family just you know cursed all the time my family just always talked you know uh, that way it's just a normal life and as a child it was just normal life but i couldn't do it until i turned a certain age I'd get my mouth washed out with soap. But the reality is I learned a language of men and it's a lot of cursing. So when I became born again, I found that I was born again. I didn't cuss every other word, I cussed every other three words. I had to learn what it was to be a man of God. I had to learn what it was to be that man or that woman uh, to, uh, for you to literally cleanse the mouth and to begin to do that. But God has given us a tool and the tool is a heavenly language. <laughs> so your children don't speak fluently when they're small. You know what it is? It's cute when they do it though. I'm watching my grandchildren and they're beginning to talk. I mean, little Reed, you know, I walked in the kitchen yesterday and there he said he, he saw the dog and he goes, Go outside? Who are you? <laughs> You're a baby. And learning. But then the next words that came out of his mouth, I couldn't understand a word he said. And Alina gave me the translation. But. When God's children start speaking in their heavenly language, it might sound foolish. But let me just say this to you. This needs to be endearing to you. But it's cute to God. I want you to hear it. It's cute to God. It doesn't matter how it sounds to you. We will see later. Paul says your mind won't even understand this. You do it by faith like anything else in your Christian walk. It is a language you're going to learn. It is something the Holy Spirit gives you. But let me just tell you, those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, when you first started, you felt foolish. You felt like, wow, what? I don't know if I really got it because what I'm saying is really weird. Amen? Anybody can relate to that? Okay, so, so what I'm saying to all of you that maybe you've struggled in this and maybe you've been taught, you know, it's from the devil. You know, that's not of God. It was only for Acts chapter two. But we're finding out, no, it's not. It's all through the Bible. You know, if you had a gift of teaching the first time you taught, I bet you you weren't, aren't as good as you are now. Some of you teachers. I went back and uh, some people that I knew years ago in uh, the early 80s when I began youth camps and different things and speaking, they had tapes of my sermons. Notice how far back that is because we're talking about tapes. All right, they had tapes. Of, and I, they gave me some, and I said, you're still keeping that? Oh, we listen to them all the time. I said, really? And I listened to them, and I'm, going, I'm cringing. <laughs> ah, ah. I said that? I said it that way? <laughs> so, you know, you, you learn in your gifting. You control po- prophecy. You control leading. You control tons. The other day, I, I walked, you know, by an offering plate, and a $10 bill flew out of my pocket and into the offering plate. And I thought, hey, I'm a giver. No, that's not how it works. You have to give towards it. You have to work towards it. You have to take action towards your faith. Faith without action is dead. So this is the way people are looking at, you know, all these gifts is that God does it and I'm just a robot. No, you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are amazing in the kingdom of God, but it takes effort to do it and it takes faith to believe it. And so if there's any controversy in your heart, excuse me, about this, Subject, remove it and dive in the word of God and let the word of God be truth to you. Because here's why. Here's why. Wednesday when I heard all that information of all of you, of the deaths and the cancers and all the different things, my heart was broken. Regular words didn't matter to me. You know what built me up? Is when I left the hospital and I was driving back to the office, I prayed in tongues all the way. And it edified me and it built me up and allowed me to literally be able to call all these people. I texted them back and said, I'm in the hospital. I will call you later. I'm so sorry, that type of thing. But I was brokenhearted. Who am I to call these people with this devastation in their life? Who am I to call them up and say, hey, it's okay? Man, those, are, those are, are vain words. I needed godly words. I needed the power of God. I needed the passion of God to talk with people. And where I got that was that God began to fill my mouth with words. And by faith, I let it out and because I've been doing this for years, I'm learning. I don't know what I'm saying. Once in a while, I'll I'll tell the Lord, and we're going to cover this later. I'll tell the Lord, God, what did I just say? Can you tell me what I was praying? And you know what sometimes he does? It's called an interpretation of a tongue. And and we we you know, we we look at all this stuff and we just This is so real, folks. I want you to succeed. I want you to win. I want you to grow in the things of your life. I want you to be be able to handle stuff. Where years ago, I used to just cuss it out and bring cursing because I was angry at what happened or I was sad and I was angry at being sad. And so I just cussed it out and I was bringing cursing instead of blessing out of this hole man, I got a hold when I became born again. And I got a hold of this. And when I first began, I felt foolish. But now I can pray. Automatically I can do that and pray. And, and you know what? And, and a lot of people say, well, you know, it's, it's the perfect prayer, and it's the only prayer you should know. You know what the great prayer is? It's the prayer of faith. When you take the Word of God and you pray the prayer of faith, amen. When you know what the Word of God says about a subject, you pray the prayer of faith because God has given you the ministry of reconciliation. He's given you the ministry of healing. He's given all of you this. See, and that's what people do. They they, they talk about stuff and they begin to think, oh, well, because it's this and it's the perfect prayer. And then people are lazy in their prayer. They just pray in tongues. It's like a child babbling. Have You ever seen a child just talk? and they're not really saying anything? Because there's gotta be purpose in everything that we do. If your children are sick, there's great purpose there. When your family, when your your father is, is told he's got cancer, there's purpose in your prayer, isn't there? Because you and I have experienced loss. We've experienced death in our families. We've experienced these things. But God says, I have given you the gift of the Holy Spirit, and in that, I will take a hold of your mouth through your spirit, and you can pray, and you can begin to do battle with prayer. So what am I trying to say? You have to put some effort into functioning in gifts God gives you. Praying in a prayer language, you do it by faith. So let's get back to some truths now, okay? Here's a second truth. The prayer language is a language of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Notice in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. That's why no one understands it, but the Spirit does. That's why the Bible says uh, to edify your spirit through praying in tongues. Because the real you is your spirit. That's who you are. It's your spirit. But a lot of people live by their soul when God says, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. When you are speaking out of your spirit and you are doing that, what happens is your mouth will begin to say truths. And you can defeat the enemy, and you can stop the stuff. I remember, you know what Christina was talking about, and she said, she said, I just began to keep saying, no, no, God is me and you. Get in the Word of God, speaking the Word, even though at times she's probably laying in bed weeping, wanting a child, weeping, but she stayed true to the Word of God. And God kept telling her, God kept telling her. She was learning, kept telling her. She was learning about healing. She was learning. God kept speaking to her. Out of her spirit, she prayed in in tongues a lot. Out of her spirit, she kept doing that. And then God began, because of her prayers, began to bring spiritual people around her and spoke the same thing and gave words of knowledge and words of wisdom. (laughs) Then her pastor, Pastor Terry, Literally says, you're pregnant, aren't you? No, she was pregnant. Look at verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray in the spirit, tongues, and I will also pray with understanding, English, Spanish, Italian. I will sing with the spirit, tongues, And I will also sing with the understanding, English, Spanish. So when I pray, I'm praying in a regular language. I'm praying, but also when I'm praying in tongues, I'm literally praying in a language I don't understand, but sometimes in a tongue that I don't understand. Like I asked Pastor Angel to pray in Spanish, I grabbed a few words. He was talking too fast. I couldn't understand it, but I knew it was spiritual. I knew it was good. Amen? Amen. Those that are, okay, amen. See, great prayer. (laughs) But here, and we're going to conclude here. I I want you to really see that all the myths, all the controversy, there shouldn't be. Because just like God promised to Moses, he promises to you to give you a language that you can pierce heaven and destroy the works of the enemy. You can do battle with your heavenly language. You know, I love it with, with, with uh, Keiko and, and her team that, that prays. They have intercessory prayer that go to another room, and they used to go back here, but they're now too loud, I hear, so they have to go somewhere else to pray. And I love it. Get louder and louder and more and more, Keiko. But here's, here's the point. If I pray in a tongue, it's my spirit that prays. Praying in a tongue, my understanding is unfruitful. Your understanding is your mind, which is part of your soul. So you won't understand it in your mind when you pray in tongues. So notice what the writer's conclusion is. I am going to pray in the Spirit, and I'm going to pray in my understanding. When you pray in the Spirit, your spirit prays, and when you pray in understanding, your soul prays. And here's where it connects together is when your soul prays, your soul has learned through the word of God, the truth. So when you're praying, it's, oh, God, help, I don't know. It's just all falling apart. No, no, no. God, you gave me this dream. Right now, it looks like it's not gonna happen, but you gave it to me. And I believe your word because your word says, and you begin to quote scripture. And when you pray in understanding, you're praying in faith. Just like you're praying in tongues, you pray in faith. Now, when you submit your tongue to God, you open your mouth and begin to speak and let God use your tongue. And at the beginning, some of you will feel so foolish. And you'll even ask the question, some of you did. I said this earlier. You ask the question, did I really speak in tongues? Yeah, You did. Well, it didn't sound like it. And then you go home. Well, just go ahead and keep. You hear people say, just go ahead and practice it. Just go ahead and keep. Oh, okay. And you go home. It still sounds foolish. And you come back the next week and you say, man, this is weird. I don't know. Because the enemy is lying to you and he knows that what you have done, you have now begun to pierce darkness with words out of your mouth that came from your spirit and you're gonna begin to battle and do things that you've never done before, and before it's just, well, I prayed and nothing happened. Well, now you're praying God's words. Heaven's language. That's why the enemy has brought controversy, and that's why even some religious church says it's not of God, says it is of the devil, and says that it's not for today, it was for Acts chapter 2. It says all these different things. And says, Oh, you speak in tongue, Oh, weird. Do you handle snakes too? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. God, help us. When we literally are throwing in the trash can one of the most powerful tools that God has given us, saying, I submit to me, and I will fill your mouth with my words. On Wednesday night, I've been teaching for a long time on end times and angels, and, and in September, we're going to begin talking about Satan and demons and where did demons come from, all the different things, what the Bible tells us. And, uh, but I also am teaching them that did you know that in the New Covenant, that the Bible says that the angels move when God's word is voiced. And it used to be that they did only God's bidding when God would send them. But in the New Covenant, now it tells us that when we speak God's word, the angels don't see any difference between God saying it and us saying it. Now remember, when you're speaking God's word, folks, You're speaking God's will, not yours. Some people take that and go to extreme and say, oh, okay, angel, I don't like that guy. Go kick his behind. No, that's not what it's talking about. You only, you have authority because you are mouthing and speaking God's word. That's why it's so important. Your spirit wants to pray, but maybe someone told you tongues are not for today. Church, let your spirit pray. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit and move your mouth with words the Holy Spirit gives you. You see, you give in faith, you teach in faith, you prophesy in faith, and when, when you pray in your prayer language, you do it in faith, why? Because it is the language of the Spirit. I'm going to ask that you would stand with me. The next couple of weeks, I'm going to give you some information. It's going to blow you away. I mean, it's just amazing what Scripture tells us. And, and so we're going to just carry you on in this history lesson and, and this, this spiritual history lesson. And we're going to see some great manifestations of miracles like we've seen with Christina and so many others. A couple of weeks also, we're going to have it set up to where uh, we're going to have uh, like Pastor Dan and Pastor Terry and different people in the back and who I've recognized as people who everywhere they go, they're leading people in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just They have this anointing And we're going to ask you at the conclusion of the service to to go back and spend some time with these folks and to begin, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, and and to be anointed with oil, and I promise you, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, you have the Holy Spirit, every one of you that are born again. But this is talking about, and then filling, this is talking about a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, he doesn't pick you up and throw you around like Hollywood shows. Amen. But hear this, folks. I, I just, it just tears me up because you need more than what you have. Don't you? You need answers for things that you have questions about that you don't know. I'm asking you to quiet, I'm not talking in a mean way, to quiet your mouth and stop speaking the myths and the lies that have been told of you of these spiritual things that the Bible talks about. And begin to remove fear out of your life Regarding spiritual things, uh, you know it, it's so funny because what I love about um, the pastors here, like Pastor Ryan and Pastor Dan, and when they speak, it, you could just see the Holy Spirit speaking to them. When they talk, you could just see, you know, just they're listening, and 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 you can you can just see it. But you know, there are some people that don't want to even be around them because ooh, they're weird. I don't want to be around them because you know if I'm around them, they're gonna see all my bad stuff. It's not how God works. Did you know that God wants you to be in a secret place with him? Did you know that? He wants you to be in a secret place with him. Because he wants to talk with you, and only your secrets are between you and him. That's how much he loves you. We need, to, we need to stop allowing the history, the dark ages, all this. That's what the enemy tries to And today, what are they trying to do? They're trying to stop the word in our schools. They're trying to stop prayer in our schools. They're trying to stop prayer in our businesses. I used to do all the football games out here years ago. And one day they called me up, and the, the woman was crying. She said, Pastor Gary, we can't do prayer anymore. Oh really? So what I did is every single game I still went because of the of the guys that were playing or the girls that were the cheerleaders that were from our church and uh, marching band all the different things and I would go and I would just pray anyways. I didn't have the microphone but I would pray. No one could stop me from praying. Amen. But when you grab a hold of this truth the restored truth of the Holy Spirit watch out folks you got some good things coming you begin to proclaim your future the one that God proclaimed over your life Father thank you for today thank you for your word so many wonderful things happened today and from missions communion the testimony of Christina wow how awesome that is What a beautiful mom she is. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing upon my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, that they are sons and daughters of the King of this world. Blessings upon blessings. Satan, I bind you up in any deception that you've tried to bring. I bind that up in Jesus' name. And I just kick those words out, that they fall as vain words to the ground when you lie to God's people. Thank you, Father, for this week will be a week that the Holy Spirit will dig into our lives and be a blessing to us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me tell you, Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit only comes when you're born again. So if you're here and you're not born again, see these folks up front here? They're going to be here. You come talk to them, and they'll show you what it means to be saved. God bless you. Enjoy the fellowship and the great food outside. Have a great day.